Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we will study God's Word. Happy New Year, PCC. I'm Brian Wren, one of your pastors on staff. And today we find ourselves at the start of the new year and the final Sunday in our Advent series. Kids and adults, I believe I have something tasty for you today that you will really like, so pay attention if you can all the way to the end of the message. To be honest with you, I'm still thinking about the gifts of Christmas. What was the best gift you received for Christmas? If you had to pick just one, what would it be? Do you have it? For me, as I get older, it's less about the tangible gifts and has become more about the gifts of people's presence in my life during this time of year. So the best present I received this Christmas season was the presence of certain family members actually just being around. As for you, maybe it's similar to me. Or maybe it was something more tangible, like the clothes you wanted, or the game that you finally got, or that phone, or the air fryer that you've just been wanting and waiting for. But whatever it was, just by having the potential to receive that present, I want you to consider it a gift from God above and worthy of giving thanks to Him. During this Advent and Christmas season, we've been focusing on the gifts given from above, from our Heavenly Father, and we've based this six-week series off a verse written by the brother of Jesus, James, found in the book of James. The verse declares this, Every gift, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, James 1.17. The gifts from above that we've been unwrapping during this Advent season have included hope and peace and joy and love and life. Now, throughout our time today, I'm going to give you some time to reflect and or share if you're with others at home. So let's try this out with one of our first reflections being on which of the gifts that I mentioned that we've been already discussing in prior weeks do you need the most during this new year of 2023? So take a few minutes to answer this question. Which of the gifts do you need the most in 2023? Is it hope, peace, joy, love, or the abundant life?
Hey, welcome back. Now today, we're going to focus on the final gift, which wasn't listed. I actually believe this gift is the most important gift and actually the most impactful gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving, for it gives us the ability to experience all the gifts from above. Did you hear that? It's the gift that keeps on giving because it helps us to experience all the gifts that are given from above. Do you know what gift I'm talking about? I'm referring to the gift of God's presence. This gift is mysterious, seemingly intangible, yet is a divine being within us that reminds and guides us if we receive it and remain open to it. I don't want you to miss what I just said, so let me say it again. God's presence is a gift that is mysterious, seemingly intangible, yet is a divine being within us that reminds and guides us if we receive it and then really remain open to it. This gift of God's presence is also known as the Holy Spirit. Like we've been doing all along with all the gifts we've been studying from above during this Advent season, I want us to trace the history of this gift of God's presence, the Holy Spirit, throughout the Bible. To do this, let's watch the following video segment, and then afterwards, you'll be prompted to spend another time in reflection and sharing if there's people around you prior to coming back to hear more from me. So take a look at this video. If you've ever heard the phrase, the Holy Spirit, and you want to know what it means, where do you start? Well, you have to start on page one of the Bible, where the uncreated world is depicted as this dark, chaotic place. But then above the chaos, God's Spirit is there, hovering, ready to bring about life and order and beauty. Okay, but what is God's Spirit? Yeah, so the Spirit is the way the biblical authors talk about God's personal presence. The Hebrew word is ruach. Ruach. Yeah, you got to clear your throat at the end. So what is it? Well, ruach can refer to a number of different things, but what they all have in common is energy. Energy? How so? So there's an invisible energy that makes the clouds move or the tree branches sway. Right. Wind. So in Hebrew, that's ruach. Okay. Now take a big breath. So you feel that inside you. Yeah, the air? Well, specifically the energy, right? The vitality in your body that you get from breathing deeply. That, too, is ruach. And this is the same word used in the Bible to describe God's personal presence. Just like wind and breath are invisible, God's spirit is invisible. Wind is powerful, and so God's spirit is powerful. And just as breath keeps us alive, so God's spirit sustains all of life. Yeah, ruach. Now, as we continue on in the story of the Bible, we see God's ruach giving special empowerment to people for specific tasks. The first person in the Bible this happens to is Joseph. God's spirit enables him to understand and interpret dreams. And then it happens to this guy named Bezalel, and he's an artist. God's spirit empowers him with wisdom and skills. He's given creative genius to make beautiful things in the tabernacle. And we also see God's ruach empower a group of people called the prophets. They're able to see what's happening in history from God's point of view. That's exactly right. And here's the problem as the prophets saw it. 
While God's Ruach had created a really good world, humans have given in to evil. They've unleashed chaos into it through their injustice. A new type of disorder. Yes, and the prophet said the spirit would come, just like in Genesis 1, but now to transform the human heart, to empower people to truly love God and others. How will this new act of God's spirit happen? Well, centuries pass and we are introduced to Jesus. And at the beginning of his mission, there's this beautiful scene where Jesus Jesus is being baptized in the waters of the Jordan River. Yeah, the sky opens up and God's spirit comes and rests on him like a bird. The story is saying that God's spirit is empowering Jesus to begin the new creation. And we see this happening when he heals people or forgives their sins. He's creating life where there once was death. Now, Israel's religious leaders oppose Jesus and they eventually have him killed. But even here, God's spirit is at work. The earliest disciples of Jesus, who saw him alive from the dead, said it was God's energizing spirit that raised Jesus. This is the beginning of new creation. Yes, and it's still going. When Jesus appeared to his closest followers, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And soon after that, the spirit powerfully comes on all of his disciples. So that they can become a part of this new creation and share the good news and learn how to live by the energy and influence of God's spirit. And so today, the spirit is still hovering in dark places. Yes, pointing people to Jesus, transforming and empowering them so they can love God and others. And the Christian hope is that the spirit is going to finish the job. The story of the Bible ends with a vision of a new humanity, living in a new world that's permeated with God's love and life-giving spirit.
Hey, hey, welcome back again. My hope is the video gave you a fresh perspective on the gift of God's personal presence known as the Holy Spirit to us and Ruach to the Jews. Ruach is a fun word to say. Everybody tried it on the count of three. One, two, three. Ruach, which means the breath of God. Now grab your Bibles and let's revisit the history of the Holy Spirit. God's personal presence. To me, it's fascinating how it started, and it's amazing to me where it ends up. As stated, it begins in Genesis chapter 1, right in the beginning. It says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. This is telling us that God's presence was there from the beginning. Now flip with me. Flip with me to Exodus. And here in Exodus 40, 34, hear what it says. Then the cloud covered the tent of the meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. This cloud was God's personal presence, residing in the tabernacle, which acted as the portable temple of worship for the Israelites. In those days, only the leaders, like Moses, were allowed to go into the room in the tabernacle known as the Holy of Holies, and it was there that they would encounter God's presence. But then in time, like we heard in the video, this began to change. God's personal presence began to reside in people at specific times for specific tasks. An example was Joseph interpreting dreams, or Bezalel, the craftsman building the temple, or the many prophets speaking for the Lord. In each case, we read of the Spirit filling them, just like the prophet Isaiah declared in Isaiah 61.1. Hear what it said. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. God's personal presence resided in people at specific times for specific tasks. So it was then with Jesus, who was referred to as Emmanuel, remember that, God with us, when he came to earth. In Matthew 3, 16 to 17, we read this. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and enlightened on him. And a voice from heaven said this, This is my Son, with whom I am well pleased. Soon after, Jesus shared the promise to his disciples about this gift that keeps on giving, the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 26, listen what he said. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. Teach and remind. Teach and remind. Teach and remind. This is the promise of God's personal presence and what it does in us. And then it happened. After Jesus, well, you might not know that there had been this prophet who had declared some hundred years ago, the prophet Joel, and he said this, that God will pour out his spirit on all his people. And this prophecy came to be. The spirit began to expand to those who believed in Jesus, first to a group of disciples in John 20. Here's what it said. Again, Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
the Ruach. And then this happened to thousands upon thousands who put their faith in Jesus as recorded in the book of Acts. Soon after, Paul, a teacher about Christ, would declare this in 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are a temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? This, oh my, is the amen moment where Paul is declaring that the Spirit of God is in us. Let Let me remind you, do you remember that at creation, there the Spirit was? And then then in the tabernacle was the next place the personal presence resided. And then it was given to specific people for specific tasks at specific times. And then in God's grace, he brought himself through Jesus full of the Spirit. And then finally, it was passed on to us, an advocate given for us to remind us, to teach us forever and ever. This is truly the gift that keeps on giving. And realize this, without it, we'll never be able to experience the fullness of the hope, the peace, the joy, the love, or the abundant life. But if we're willing to experience it, then we not only experience those things, but forgiveness and identity and purpose and faith and trust and wisdom. Paul calls us to remember that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, but he also calls us to keep in step with the Spirit and not to quench the Holy Spirit. We've been saying today that God's personal presence is the ultimate gift that keeps on giving, but we must receive it by putting our faith in Jesus and then remain open to the Spirit stirring in us to remind us and teach us. In order to help us understand this concept, I love the tasty illustration of chocolate milk and the Holy Spirit. The reality is that the Holy Spirit filling us is a lot like when chocolate goes into the milk. But the reality is you can see that this milk's not very special, nor does it taste very good when it doesn't have the full impact of the chocolate, just like when we don't have the full impact of the Holy Spirit. And so it's important that We receive the chocolate, but at the same time, in receiving the Spirit, we've got to make sure that the Spirit is stirred in us. Because as you can see, once it's stirred, it's transformed. And then, it's a new creation. It has potential for a whole new way of living and a whole new way of life. Hey, as you go today, I want to challenge you to consider where you are with letting the gift of God's presence stir in you during this upcoming year on a daily basis. Remember, only the Spirit can bring forth the hope and the joy and the peace and the love and the abundant life that you're in need of and wanting in this upcoming year. And like I always say, we are just the next moment away from experiencing His presence. So this next year, how will you access God's personal presence? Maybe uh, it's receiving it, acknowledging you need it, believing in Jesus, and committing to have the Spirit in you. Maybe it's reminding yourself through a breath prayer, God, stir your Spirit in me. Maybe it's a resource. Jesus Calling is a daily devotional 
that speaks to this concept wonderfully. So before you go, take a final moment to reflect and share about the challenge I've given you. This year, how will you access God's personal presence? And then may this year be the year that you experience God's presence more than ever before. Because if you do, it'll change you and the world around you. So peace to you, and may you experience God's presence more in 2023. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.